Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast, created weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United, along probably with quite a lot that you didn't. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. And it's the proper close season now, isn't it, David? The uh, the European Europa League final. What is it? Europa League final. I, I didn't watch it, Henders. I did. Did I you? Did. Yeah, well the done. second half was all right. Was it? Um, played in, Baku. in front of a fairly sparse yeah. crowd in Baku, but it. Yeah. Oh, it, what? How did that go? How did the stadium go and the it crowd? Was probably about two thirds full, oh, right. I suppose. Yeah. But um, gave a few tickets away. No yeah, doubt. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's a curtain raiser for Saturday anyway, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah, and I, and believe it or not, I won't be watching on Saturday. Really? No, <laughs> I've I've got a friend's. 40th birthday or a young friend's 40th birthday which is a, a big do yeah can't tell anybody where it is obviously because it would uh, you know well it, quite. It would, we'd uh, only come and gate crash exactly and you can't do that so um uh, and i said yes to it many many months yeah. ago and then after it was arranged everybody realized what the final was going to be and they're all very apologetic we've been having messages saying you know <laughs> <laughs> and i don't think there's much of a signal down there so uh, never mind somebody'll rig up something oh, no doubt bounty absolutely yeah. bounty but uh, on the subject of talking united day the, the burning question this week for the podcast is david have we ever had a Brazilian before? <laughs> <laughs> now, there are some of our listeners who take this podcast to bed with them at night who will not be able to sleep now. No. Uh, the mental images that that's conjuring Steady up. on, yeah. Um, but we, we've the signed... The no, I think. Talkie have signed a Brazilian goalkeeper this week, Lucas Covalan. Yes. From Worthing. Worthing, FC, yeah. In the Isthmian League Premier, which is one down from yeah. National League South. What do we know about him? Well, um, uh, he, he grew up in um, uh, Curitiba, which is a city south of Rio, Rio de Janeiro, and then played for Vasco da Gama, which I'm sure most of our fans has is one of the biggest clubs in Brazil. Um, apparently played with Coutinho, uh, later yeah. on Oscar in uh, teams there. Uh, played for Brazil under twenties, and I dare say that's a pretty good standard. That must you be think? pretty decent. You yeah, we are talking you? about a yeah. country with a population that dwarfs our own. Yeah, um, uh, and they take their p- football not only seriously, but they don't. There's not too many prisoners taken out no, there. No. Uh, I always remember. Was it? Uh, it wasn't George Best, and I don't mean to drop that name, but I saw an interview with somebody once who said he'd been tackled by Pele. And he said he was still felt it the day after the day afterwards. In yeah. other words, when when Brazilian people uh, f- footballers want to put it about, they they uh, they can. So I don't suppose you even get into Brazil's under twenty team unless you can look after yourself. No. And he's um, he's no great age now either, is he? He's twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah, he he. Uh, Good age for a keeper is well, the cliche, it is. isn't it? Uh, I mean, obviously, the initial thing is everybody would be going, well, you know, what level has he has he been playing at? But. Um, uh, he's clearly been on quite a few people's radar over yeah. the last few seasons. Um, uh, played for Whitehawk uh, and Worthing for the last couple of years. And it's interesting that, that um, in the, the wake of his transfer, by the way, um, he has actually gone back to Brazil, which A, is the reason why we haven't managed to do any interviews with him so far, 
but B, why he hasn't appeared in a talky shirt. I saw somebody having a go on social media about that. Yeah. Well, the fact is he isn't in the country. Um, uh, so that's the reason why yeah. he hasn't had the usual treatment at Plainmore. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, some of the social media reaction from people at Worthing saying, you know, oh, how sorry they are to lose yeah, they're, him. They're going to miss him, aren't He's they? He's bloody good, yeah. look after him for us, all that kind of yeah. stuff, you know, which is usually quite a good, you know, quite a good sign. Um, and uh, also, I, it, it is, and I'm sure everybody would have, who's read, read about the deal, that he's already been here. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, he, he spent some time in the Torquay United Several squad. weeks, yeah. uh, training through the week and then going back to play for Worthing at weekends mm. in the middle of last season. Um, uh, and uh, uh, when chatting to Gary Johnson about it, he said, well, you must have seen him, Dave, at the training ground. And, and, and I, I said, there was a period when I was sort of trying to lie a bit low, not, not for any you know, mm. political reasons or anything like that, but uh, for, for one reason or another, I just didn't happen to drop in for a week or two to the training ground. But um, he, he did train there yeah. uh, and on a regular basis. And look, they obviously like the look of him. Yeah. And it also ties in with this big, big thing which Johnson and Downs and everybody at Plainmore has been stressing for some time, that the squad that went up, yeah. in other words, the existing players plus the loanees who all bought into it, the spirit and the yeah. camaraderie, etc., 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 was a hugely important factor last season, and they're very determined to keep that yeah. going. So, so having somebody who's already had his feet under the table and quite, and quite literally met every bed and breakfast table, as Gary Gary was saying, that, uh, he said, "I've also had a chance to get to know him a bit better because we were staying in the same B and B together." Yeah. Um, so all of that, those little things tie in. Yeah. So he won't be coming as a stranger because I think there are some fans who absolutely love Sean McDonald and quite right too. Mm -hmm. Will be going. Well, what's wrong with Sean McDonald? Well, the answer is nothing. Um, but uh, Gary Johnson hinted very early in the, the summer that he wanted two senior goalkeepers yeah. to compete for that slot. George Burton was a very good, young, but very inexperienced reserve yeah. keeper who everybody loved to bits. He's gone. And you, now you've got two, two goalkeepers yeah, you, who are going to have to fight it out. To, and you've to got to do that, because goalkeepers do get injured, don't they? You know, they go in where it hurts, yeah, and hopefully. goalkeepers pick up knocks, and, yeah. and you know you need two good keepers to get you through a season, don't you? Otherwise, you end up using a loan to well, get a keeper in. Of course, you know, at the start of last season, Gary Johnson had lined up um, uh, Alex Bass, Alex Bass from yeah, Portland, yeah. Portsmouth on a season-long loan, plus Sean McDonald. Bass was the number one, McDonald yeah. was the number two, or at least that's how it looked at the start of the season, and for quite a little while. Um, uh, and everybody was happy with that. Yeah. Well, this is yeah. really, I suppose, a, 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 that under another guise again, isn't it? And, and it'll be very interesting to see McDonald and, and Cobbland, who obviously now clearly know each other. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there'll be daggers drawn or anything like that. No, no. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing how that yeah. develops. That's the only signing that we've seen at the moment. Not that that's a quibble in any way. That's a good signing. Things are moving in the right direction. I think, Do you think uh, there'll be the next couple might not be long. Okay. In arriving. Yeah. Um, I th I think uh, uh, we we talked before about how they're looking for uh, extras, both at yeah. the back, midfield, and up front. Uh, there's a little bit of speculation on social media about one or two people they might be in for. Yeah. Um, 
one may be right. I'm not sure about another one, but um, what kind of without obviously we don't know, but what kind of names are being mentioned on social oh, media? Oh, people like uh, Armani Little that played very well for Woking last yeah. season has been touted. Now whether that's right or not, mm -hmm. um, I'm not not sure about that. I know um, Gary is quite close with a striker centre yeah. forward. Um, so whether they arrive, I, mean, I think one of them at least is quite close. But And of course, there's another factor. It would be nice, I suppose, from the club to get another one in in the next 24 hours or so, um, because tomorrow's the last day of the... Yes, of course. The, the, the champion's price, or whatever it's called, yeah. Um, uh, I, I was told it's definitely not called early bird anymore. Okay. Uh, but I think the I will do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, because that lets everybody know what it, what it actually means. But yeah, the cheaper season tickets uh, runs out tomorrow evening or yeah. uh, end of business tomorrow. So um, uh, I think it was important to get at least one in this week if yeah. we can get another one fairly quickly or one good. But um, Interesting signing as well. It kind of fits in with the whole feeling around the club, isn't it? It's an interesting signing. He's a player who's been here. He's proved his worth. He's obviously highly regarded at the club that he's at. It's um, it's yeah. a tick in the box again, uh, and, isn't and it? also, you know, people ha should remember all the time, and I know most of them do, is that you've got a span of players to fit into a budget. Yeah, and you can't be paying everybody. And I'm not saying they are paying anybody a thousand pound a week, but you know what I mean. Yeah, that you can't. All your players can't be on top money, so you have to spread the budget around. Yeah. get the best value for money you possibly can in each case and uh, um, you know we wouldn't even like to say where Cobalan falls in the uh, or Cobalan Cavagnari which is his full name uh, Lucas um, uh, you know where he falls in that you know nobody would you know there's no point in wondering about that too much no. but in other words you know uh, uh, I think United are looking forward to one or two sort of fairly big hit um, what did Gary Johnson call them? Marquee signings. Marquee signings. Well, you would yeah. obviously yeah. look at one or two of those and goes, "Oh, yeah, um, that, that, that's what he means." Indeed. Now we'd, uh, we would say. Also, by the way, before we move on, we, we were talking about Brazilian. Just we? going to say that. Oh, yeah. We, well, well, we. Well, yeah. We. I mean, we don't think we've had a Brazilian before, I, David. We. I don't think we have. But we. You were explaining earlier on. We, we nearly had a Paraguayan. We did, didn't we? Yeah, Ronaldo or Ronaldo Huth. Yeah, uh, uh, who came? He had a trial game, did he not? That's Nearly three years ago now, two thousand sixteen. I'd have said yeah. two. Blimey! I only know that because I just looked him up oh, to well make done. sure of his name. Yes, that lad from uh, had he been at West Brom? I think he had. Uh, uh, yeah, and was being touted around um, when his Kevin Nicholson agent was, was quite active. Wasn't he was. He? Yeah. Yes, and he came down, played a pre-season game for us, and looked absolutely tremendous. He played against West Brom. Oh, in was the friendly, it? didn't he? Part, so I don't know where he'd been before then. Yes, he did. You're quite right. He played right. really well against yeah, West yeah. Brom. It was against West Brom. Not, not, not that he'd yeah. actually been there, I think. Um, and he'd played a few games over here, hadn't he, for odd teams, I think. Um, or was it? Or, or had he been playing in France? Italy. He'd definitely been playing okay. Italy. But anyway, he ca he came down and he, and he looked the absolute part, didn't he? He did. Um, and there was... Strong, obviously liked to play out from the back, all that kind of stuff. Now, it was... T classic pre-season territory wasn't it in yeah. other words whoops do you look great in pre-season oh and I think it was the last match before the start of the league oh, season so everybody yeah. was going wow yeah. well, he could go straight in and in the end a combination of couldn't agree terms stroke um, there was talk of one or two underlying injury problems yeah 
etc 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 and uh, it didn't happen in the end but uh, that was uh, that he was from Paraguay yeah and there are loads of pictures of him as well I've just remembered now because he went into number 10s or boots and laces or wherever after the game and he was in every picture he was yeah. shaking hands with the fans and he, he obviously a bit of a PR job yeah it? had this yeah. idea that he was going to be talking United's next big thing quite I think he was sort of trying to talk himself into a job a bit there as well yeah. but um, he certainly looked the part on the pitch I wonder it, where he it, went it never though. happened in the end I think I think he definitely went abroad again yeah um uh, and uh, he he hadn't stayed very long in too many places, put it like okay. that. And I think he's back home. I think he's back home. Interesting in Paraguay, character. But, um, we've obviously had Frenchmen. We've had Spaniards. Um, we've had Gibraltarians. Yeah, we had Ameri- um, quite a few Americans. Uh, yes, yeah. definitely a few yeah. Americans over the years. Any North Africans? Yes, I think. Did we have a Moroccan or an Algerian once? Um, I think we did. Some players from the Caribbean. F- as well. um, Finla- yeah. Finland. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Iceland. Yeah. Um, Sweden. Uh, yeah. Plenty from uh, 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 a bit closer to home, but never one never from Brazil that, that I know of. I'm sure somebody's going to haul one out from the 1940s or something yeah. like that in a minute, but um, not that I'm aware of. Okay, absolutely. And we just make a little mental note. That no intros this season can include the phrase a close shave. No. All right. Okay, moving swiftly along. <laughs> moving swiftly along. on, um, One thing that we forgot to do last week was actually list the friendlies pre season. Yeah, we sure. got carried away last oh, week. And again, before we move on quickly, yeah. the assistant manager at Worthing, mm-hmm. uh, the manager is um, a lad called Adam Hinchelwood, uh, who Crystal Palace, yeah. London yeah. clubs, and his brother Paul played for United during Paul Buckle's early days. I think a little right back, but Adrian, um, Adam Hinchelwood is manager, and the assistant manager is Aaron Racine. Oh, who really? Several yeah. United fans might remember joined us on loan from Forest Green Rovers mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago, and very sadly got quite badly injured—a very a serious knee. Yeah. Um, ligament injury almost in his home debut I, I think, think it was yeah, yeah. Um, it was one of those injuries where he went down and you knew straight away it was oh, a bad one didn't yeah. you and, yeah and uh, it was at the Babacom end in that mm. penalty area yeah. there I remember and, and you just thought oh dear and he, I think he just got back from injury as well and had come to United to get some games under his belt and everything with a possibility that he might stay longer yeah and that was another one anyway he's now Big favourite at Worthing and back playing again, and he's the assistant player manager at, yeah. uh, at Worthing. Yeah. I wonder if that had any part to play in. in you know. I don't suppose he told um, Cobblan, look, don't go there. I, yeah. I think you know anybody that you know. I know times were quite difficult at United then, but there's no reason to suppose that um, he would have put him on. No. And uh, most people, actually, it's one of the great pluses with Torquay, is that the vast majority of players or people that have ever been here mm. are usually very complimentary and um, you know speak well of the place so um, no fingers crossed he gave him a thumbs up and said get yourself down there good to hear that he's still he's playing again anyway that's that's good news okay so these friendlies David yeah we we, they've been out for a week 10 days now haven't they we just in in our in our fevered rush last week we forgot to mention didn't we and um, uh, uh, start well it's basically three away and three at home yeah uh, and it starts off with two away, Biddeford away and Buckland Athletic away. What a good evening that's going to be. So Biddeford is uh, Tuesday, uh, July the 9th. The 9th, that's it. 
Like the the um, pages of my old paper diary turning over here. Yeah. Away at Buckland, uh, a three o'clock kickoff Thir on the 13th. 13th of Tuesday yeah. night, that'll be good fun. And then on the Saturday the 16th, uh, yeah. Argyle at home. Six, Tuesday the 16th. Oh, sorry, Tuesday, Tuesday the 16th, Argyle at home. Come on, it's three o'clock, <laughs> is the Saturday afternoon yeah. at Buckland. What am I talking about? Uh, Argyle at home on the 16th, which is quite important, not just because it's a game against Argyle up here, which should be good fun, um, but it means that the, the new pitch at Plainmore yeah. uh, won't have to be forced into action until j halfway through July. Um, in other words, it won't be asked for a game in the first week of July yeah. or anything like that, which I'm sure Julian Goulthorpe, the groundsman, is happy about. How's it going up there? Have you heard anything? Okay, I think. The, yeah, um, I spoke to him this week. Um, I'm sure some fans have seen that uh, uh, nothing like... Uh, Multitasking is there when it comes to equipment as well as people, but um, they're using quite a lot of the flags, um, gold flags, gold flags yeah. that yeah. were all around Playmore for the um, final home game of the season. Um, they're, they're they're currently being used as bird scarers on the on the middle Brilliant. of the pitch, and apparently very effective they were they are as well. Combination of sort of flacking, clacking sort of a yeah. sound and uh, the sun bouncing off them quite a lot. So apparently they're helping with that job. They could sell those to the local farming community and make a few quid. Well, there was about 5,000 of them. Yeah. They must have enough uh, left. So, um, And just on the background to that, the, the pitch, and then we'll just complete the pre-season games. Um, uh, one of the most important things that was installed last year, not this year, was the pop-up sprinkler system. Yeah. Um, and I understand that on the back of that, United are now looking into uh, automating that system. Um, oh, yeah. Anybody, oh, and I look outside and see the... Uh, the the Henderson, rolling acres. The, the, the <laughs> rolling <laughs> of the Henderson estate yeah. and see how important uh, the, uh, the lawn is. Um, that anybody who knows in a garden that your best watering is overnight and not in yeah. the middle of the day. Um, and uh, so I think uh, Julian Gulthorpe has been trying to find a way particularly in this summer, so he doesn't have to come in and switch the sprinklers on at one o'clock in the morning yeah. and nobody blames him for that. So I think United at the moment are trying to um, attach a, an automated computer um, system onto that so yeah. that it, it comes on of its own... Uh, of its own Clever stuff. Yeah, and um, won't that be a great, uh, great boost as well. So, um, yeah, that's all going well. The grass is coming through. Yeah. Everything's... I think Julian's pretty happy with it. How much good um, is it going to do not to have another team playing on it next season well, as well? Massively. Uh, um, uh, and uh, But, you know, I, I know various other clubs, I mean, Chippenham Town, bless them, are relaying the pitch mm. at Harden Hewish Park. Uh, my goodness, it bloody well needed yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but when we were there, they were admitting that they don't have a, a proper or at least a, a quality watering system. Really? And, and yeah. don't get me wrong, I'm not having to yeah. go to Chippenham, there must be loads of clubs yeah. who don't have the sort of watering system that you've now got at Plainmore. Mm. And so you, you, you go to the trouble of laying a new pitch. Well, if you can't get in, in a dr fairly dry spell, I mean, I know we've had a little rain in the last couple of days, but um, in a, in a yeah. pretty dry summer, wow, uh, how, how risky is that? And it just gets worse, doesn't it? If you can't, you know, if it's in that condition that it was towards the end of the season, well, then you can't really get to relay or reseed yeah. a new yeah. pitch and then not be able to get plenty of water on it at, at the right times is is uh, really risky, isn't it? it but is. Anyway, good luck to them. So um, yeah. Okay, then on yeah. the so Saturday, the twentieth of July, we're away at Tiverton. Yes, three o'clock. Will you 
proper game activities. Proper game at ladies meet. Yeah, they always try and get yeah. stuck into it, and yeah. quite right too. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's one of those games where it's almost a test, isn't it? The Tiverton game, you know, you're with the it always gets a bit feisty at some stage, yeah, doesn't it? You know, some it of wouldn't the games, be right otherwise, no, would it? Some, no. some of the games, like the game with the game against Argyle last season, was a good game, but it was very after you and um, yeah, pre-season. There, yeah, there were yeah. There, there weren't any John Gittins style um, no. confrontations <laughs> in that one at all. No. But the Tiverton games always tend to be a little bit, okay, Absolutely. up and at them, Quite. this is how it's going to yeah, be. By the way, uh, um, we could take you down if we really wanted to, yeah. all that kind of yeah. stuff. And um, and that's exactly what a, a manager, a talking manager, yeah. probably wants at that stage, particularly it falling only two games from yeah. the end of the pre-season programme. Uh, so Swansea's under-23s. Yeah. Uh, arrive on July 23, Home. strangely enough, yeah. on the Tuesday evening. And then finally on Saturday the 27th, Exeter. 3 o'clock kickoff. it's talking against Exeter yeah. at Playmore. Final curtain raiser before the season begins. Sure. Um, I think there's a possibility that United may have another game early in the following midweek before the first yeah. league match. Um, uh, but that would be a reserve stroke yeah. youth team. Um, and maybe... Have a look at one or two trialists yes. uh, um, who are still around. Um, yeah. That hasn't been confirmed yet, and we have. It may not happen, but uh, I think uh, Gary Johnson would would quite like the option of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as he says, and as many times to me over the months, he said, "You can't book a game like that against a local club and pretend that you're bringing your first team." It's not fair. No, no. So if that thing is announced, then it will be made very clear that um, that's the sort of team United yeah. are bringing down. So. And then it's the first week of the new season. Now, we don't know who will be playing in the first week of the new season, obviously, but we know it won't be Gateshead. It looks 99.9% yeah. certain it won't be Gateshead. They are appealing to the FA against their suspension from the mm-hmm. National League. But um, as I was mentioning in the Herald Express this week, that, that the FA almost never um, mm-hmm. go against the decisions of their member leagues. It's not just one charge. They've, they've, they've fallen foul of about three charges in the National League. Um, and they haven't really got the wherewithal now to, to host a game in the National League, they have they? They haven't got a ground, no. Uh, no staff, no mm-hmm. players, nothing. You know. So um, now the National League annual meeting is next weekend, yeah. the 8th, the weekend of June the 8th at the uh, Celtic Manor Resort at Newport, very nice too. Um, And that's where that decision will finally be made and where it will also be announced the makeup of the uh, National League and the National League North and South because obviously if Gateshead drop out, not only do they have to decide, right, what do we do? Do we go with 23 in the National League or top it up to 24? Brackets, Who, who is that? Uh, and then if that happens, then you've got a, a trickle-down effect of yeah, yeah. You know, how do you fill up the National League South and or North. Yeah. Uh, and of course there's already been, because of the huge geographical sway between North and South, there's already been the difficult um, yeah, prospect some, of... Yeah, thrown some um, strange fixtures up, hasn't Yeah, of, of Oxford City and yeah. Gloucester City, who both of course are in the National League South this season, yeah. almost certainly ending up in the North. Um, I haven't seen that confirmed yet. Uh, and another little interesting thing uh, um, is that Braintree have just been docked three points for playing an ineligible player. 
Yeah. Uh, which will effectively drop them a place in the table this season. Not that they were ever hoping to mm. be reprieved from relegation, but there's been a little reshuffle at the bottom there. Yeah. They played an eligible player in a match they won, funnily enough. Courtney Richards, the actually United, they beat Fylde 2-1, and Courtney Richards, he wasn't the ineligible player, I have to right. uh, uh, yeah. uh, stress, so I understand. Um, but, um, yeah, so um, they've been dropped a place, not that that's a huge reason, but... I think as you and one or two other United people spotted straight away, might that um, well, help Truro City, uh, who yeah. of course filled yeah. the second relegation spot um, in the uh, National League South this season. And of course we've got our fingers crossed for Aldershot. We have. The I possibility think that Aldershot will remain in the National they, they, League. They, they were fourth from bottom yeah. and relegated. Um, uh, and... and on all counts, they would be. They stand the best chance of being reprieved. Not yeah. only did they finish fourth from bottom, uh, they had the best head-to-head record against the other three teams in the bottom four, um, and they must be sitting there uh, with everything crossed yeah. that the league uh, actually reprieve them and keep them up. And of course, I think ninety-nine uh, United fans out of a hundred would say. <laughs> Keep that, them. That'll do nicely. Come on, keep them yeah, up. Yeah, we do yeah. like Aldershot. We do. Um, there's been a good old rivalry with them over the yeah. years. Pretty friendly, I think, on the whole. It's never got sort of no. silly or nasty. Um, certainly, from a gate point of view, both clubs would be good. They'd be would, good, good gates, wouldn't they? There's yeah. always a great United following at. Uh, I struggle to call it the EBB Stadium. I'm sorry. Yeah. The recre- recreation ground, uh, and the same at Playmore. The shots always bring quite a few fans down to us. And you'd end um, up with Aldershot and Woking and Yeovil. Already the big games are starting to... Um, yes, I mean, that would be good. Take shape, um, You know, we, we've... Uh, I mean, it, look, uh, there's no reason to get, uh, you know, snooty about Gateshead dropping out. You know, no. it's a terrible shame what's happened to that club. Um, uh, it, it's a great football area. The people are friendly, yeah. warm welcome whenever you go there. Obviously, the international stadium is a bit cavernous for playing in front of six or seven hundred people, but um, it's a proper club, always has been. As we know, they went to the wall, they came back, a bit like Accrington. Yeah. Um, and to see them go that way, uh, um, I, I, don't, I don't suppose any proper talkie fan takes any pleasure in seeing that at all. Not at all. Uh, no. Particularly since, you know, a little bit of you can't help but saying, yeah, there, but for the grace of God. But um, uh, uh, no, your you heart goes out to the people yeah. at Gateshead. But things move on, don't they? And, they do. Uh, and I think um, in the brutal, you know, real world, if United end up playing Aldershot this season instead of Gateshead, um, it, it might not be a bad thing for either club. Another big fixture as well coming up in the coming season, of course, will be Wrexham. Yes. And you had a chat with Luke Young this week. Yeah, I did, yes. How's um, he doing? He's great, very well indeed, yeah. Um, you know, he, I, I, I don't think, as I mentioned in the piece as well, that I, I don't think there's very many players have left Torquay in the last few years mm. um, with more good wishes than Luke Young left. Yeah, Everybody was right. sad yeah. to see him yeah. go. I think we all knew he was going to leave after four years. Um, although it was only sort of effectively three seasons because, of course, he was out yeah, for um, yeah. a huge part of the second season with that knee injury. But, um, uh, uh, you know, he 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 gave everything mm. to try and, A, get United back, which for a while in that first season, 
when he was belting them in from all over yeah. the place. Man, yeah. Didn't he score yeah. some wonderful goals in that in the, in when Chris Hargreaves was, was was manager, um, and it looked as if we might bounce back for a while, and then it didn't happen in mm. the end. And then you know, um, poor old Luke had to spend the next three years fighting to try and keep us in the in the division most yeah. of the time and uh, doing very straightened things. But never once, I never ever saw him or heard him moan about any situation at the club, uh, the, the lack of resources. We're talking about the days when Kevin Nicholson was driving the, yeah. the bus, all that kind of stuff. Luke just got on with it. Uh, and he, he, the level of his performance, you know, never dropped. He gave everything every single match. Uh, he he came through one or two other, you know, difficult injuries. Yeah. Um, and of course, nobody was more disappointed with him than at the end of obviously the season before last. Um, United ended up going down. Yeah. You know, my goodness, it wasn't his fault. Um, but and I think it was it was absolutely we all knew he was going to leave. It yeah. was the right thing yeah. for him to do. There's no way Luke Young should ever be playing in the National League South. No. Um, he's gone to Wrexham, in and out for a while there. Uh, but since um, Brian Hughes, the manager, has moved in and took over from Sam Ricketts, I think he's picked Luke Young for every game since he arrived. So um, yeah. that went quite well. Disappointed, obviously, they lost in the playoffs. Um, funnily enough, they just didn't score enough goals. And I know they're busy trying to put that right next yeah. season. So, um, yes, I'm sure they will be, uh, if United are hoping to be punching up in the uh, yeah. top eight or ten, I'm sure Wrexham will be up there as yeah. well. Interesting. It'd be a good fixture. I'm sure he'll get a really good welcome when he comes oh, back. Oh, I, 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 I wouldn't be at all surprised if, if, if a lot of people didn't actually stand up and, and yeah. when he, when he comes out. Um, uh, that there's, he's one of those people in football that always you're always pleased to see um, heart in the right place and a bloody good player. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, no, he, he's uh, if you if Wrexham had gone up this last season. Uh, I think there'd been a lot of us would have raised a pint yeah, to, yeah. that Luke Young had, had got what he deserved, really. But um, still, let's let's hope that uh, let's see what we can both see something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. mentioned the playoffs briefly there. Um, just a quick run through on the playoffs. So I got two out of three right. Did you? Well yeah. done. We got. Um, I, I didn't. I went for Newport. Yeah. Um, no, I did. But they, yeah, uh, they lost. And they lost. Yeah. I went for Charlton, and they scraped through as well. Yeah, uh, and Villa, and I course. went for Derby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they were good games. I mean, the Villa game was a good game. The Tranmere Newport yeah. match wasn't a great game. There was a very controversial. Yeah, wasn't a moment with that penalty on um, uh, Matt, uh, the the Newport striker. Mm. God, that looked like a penalty. Um, and all this stuff about oh well, the offside flag had gone up. Come on, you know, <laughs> make one decision first before you make the second decision. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and Newport, I thought, were a little bit unlucky. It wasn't a great game, as as often they aren't. But um, one player um, who did catch the eye and has got a move today is, of course, Dan Butler. Yeah, our old left back, who went off to Newport. Very talented lad. Played well this season. Yeah. What little I've seen of Newport yeah. on TV well, this season. Play, he was a good young well. player with yeah. us, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, has gone to Peterborough. Yeah, um, that's a good move. Good luck for him. Yeah, yeah to him. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, attacking left back. Yeah, very good crosser of the ball. Scores a goal or two. Mm -hmm. Done terrifically well since he went to Newport, and good luck to him. Um, 
And Peterborough, uh, you're saying Peterborough, they do sign players oh, from the lower leagues. All the leagues time. And, they, all, yeah. they, that's almost the, the market they look at. Yeah. That they sign talented young players with, mm. with the peeper potential word next to them. Yeah. Uh, build them up and then try and sell them on and they've had a fantastic record of doing it yeah um they've signed christy pym as the, well the exeter the goalkeeper exeter as well he's yeah. another one um and uh, and then they have this rather weird thing when you get with to a year of your contract to go you automatically are placed on the transfer list that's quite, strange isn't it quite what that does to everybody's state yeah. of mind or not i don't know um it doesn't mean they all leave but it's almost like well you know, if you want to go or if anybody else wants to buy you, it's almost like they're all available kind of thing, you know. So, um, uh, but anyway, that's the way they run their yeah. club. And I must, you have to say, they were what, uh, very close to getting in the playoffs again this this season. They're always up in the top half of that table, aren't they? And um, It obviously works for them, doesn't it? It seems to, doesn't it? They do. Yeah. Uh, and more good news this week for Kiefer Moore. We talked about him last week. Oh, how well has he done? And he's made it into the into the Wales squad for the two upcoming games. Headed off to Portugal yeah. uh, for a training camp last weekend. Uh, clearly did all right. Yeah. Um, uh, and now he's got in the full squad for games away to Croatia and Hungary on the 8th and the 11th, yeah. I think it is, of June. Um, a Euro 2020 qualifiers. Um well, well done. It'd be lovely to see him get a start in telling one of those me, games. Telling me, yeah. uh, um, we've just been talking about what a bloody good lad and a good player Luke Young is. Well, yeah. um, Keeper Moore drops into both of those in different ways, of course. You couldn't, couldn't imagine two different players, could you? But um, different style of players. Uh, but Keeper is, is a proper straight batter as a lad as well. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, how well has he done to pick his career yeah, and, and, yeah. and take his career to where it is now. You know, he's going to be leading Barnsley's attack in the championship yeah. next season. And, um, you know, as we were saying last week, we fondly remember him throwing himself across the penalty area at Playmore to get on the end of a few crosses. Brilliant. And, um, uh, uh, no, I, you know, it may be a bit old-fashioned and it may be a bit long-ballish and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I don't suppose the Croatian and Hungarian defenders will, if they've done their homework, will relish a prospect of no. keeper more either starting or coming on with twenty five minutes yeah. to go. It's going to be um, physical, so isn't they, it? They'll, yeah. they'll know what they're in for. They will. Okay, now we set a bit of a riddle last week, didn't we? We say you know we've, we've been talking about these top eleven, the dream oh. team things. Now, did what's I been lose sleep now? over mine? I know you did. I, know. I I was so pleased to finally submit mine to the um, to the blog. Um, the, the talky talk blog, and it was a load off my mind. Really, it's like <laughs> handing in an exam or handing in some homework or something. That's it. I I'd done it, and it was, and I got all kinds of stick for it on social yeah. media for the players that I left out. Yeah. And this has been going on all week. Other people have chipped in with teams. Uh, there's another one on there up up there at the moment. Richard Inman's team is up there. That's proving quite controversial. You've done yours as yeah, well, haven't you? Has, it hasn't appeared yet. yet no, but, no. Um, but, and mine will be controversial as well. I know it will be. Yeah. But what do you do? You you, you have to go. I think we decided. Yeah. You you picked a team. You you we, we 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 kind of discussed it and thought right. Well, when you do this, it's far better rather than try and pretend that you're picking the best ever eleven. Yeah. Which of course is hugely subjective and other thing. Why not come to it from an angle? Yeah. You went for a team I would pay a team uh, to yeah. watch on a wet Tuesday night at Playmore in December or January. Mm -hmm. Absolutely good idea uh, because 
that was the type of lads you wanted to see, entertainers, get stuck yep. in merchants. And I thought, right, well, what do I do? And I just said, right, well, I'll pick a team to play for my life. <laughs> yeah. In other words, I need some people out there. You could, you could have taken the easy option and tried to pick a team of Belgians or something like oh, that. No, that's, that's right. Of course, know, that's right. And we've, we're, we're coming on to another one in a minute. But, but um, uh, and, and of course... I'm, I'm embarrassed about the players I've left yeah. out. I, I honestly, because you have to. There'll be words on social media. I, absolutely. And, and if somebody has a go and they're more than welcome to, <laughs> uh, I should turn around and say, well, go on, then what's yours? Pick your team. Okay? And, the, uh, and let's see, let's have a go at yours as well. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, you know, I, I've still, I've, I've looked at back at it now and gone, oh, no, I didn't leave too late. Now. Surely. You've, you've handed it in now. <laughs> exactly. You've handed yeah. it. It's, yeah. it's in the head teacher's yeah. office. The, the examiner has got it. Yeah. yeah. But it, the great thing about it is it's got the likes of Tim Sills, Kevin Nicholson, Paul Gibbs. They're all chatting about it on social media. Yeah. It's all, I mean, for a close season when there isn't actually any football to talk about, this is great stuff. So it is. It's, it's uh, always good to... And, uh, and also, like, those of us who've been watching for quite a long time, and people who, let's face it, have been watching for longer than us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I obviously haven't included anybody from the Don Mills, Sammy Collins, Ronnie Shaw era because I wasn't watching. No. But I do know older supporters <laughs> than me who saw them and just look sadly at me as if to say, well, you've no idea. How have on you? earth How on you earth? leave these out? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I, I, I remember <laughs> Bill Shankly being asked once, uh, um, who he thought was was the better player, George Best or Tom Finney? Yeah, and he thought about it for a few minutes and rubbed his chin and said, "Ah, that's a hard one." He said, "Mind you, Tommy Finney is fifty three." <laughs> 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 so, and what he was saying was, "Look, great players yeah. come and go and everything, but in his mind, nobody was better." And he played with him and he saw him. So yeah. if, if 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 those old timers. Yeah. Telling us that you know your Stanley Matthews and your Bobby Charlton's and your Tommy Finney's and all those sort of players, uh, you know, were better or as good. I think the obvious thing is that with modern training techniques, modern new modern pitches, mm -hmm. modern equipment, could they have made the jump? And the answer in, the, in nearly every case is, well, of course they could. Uh, you know, are you seriously yeah. trying to tell me that George Best couldn't? You know, with with it couldn't cope in the Premier League now. Well, it's farcical, of course, he but he could. And if he could, why couldn't Tom Finney and why yeah, couldn't Stanley yeah. Matthews and all, and all those players? Of course, they could. Uh, they were they. You you are great in your own time, aren't you? Mm. Um, and and we've been blessed over the last few years. Football, the standard of the overall standard of top football, yeah. is breathtakingly oh, good. It is. When yeah. when when you see the, you know the, the the very top teams really going at it. It's 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 sensational to behold, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So the, Julian, as we knew he would, came up trumps with him. We said, who can name a team of, let's say, for just plucked out of the air, for argument's sake, left-footed players? Wow. And he did. Left-footed so, players. The squad is managed by Bruce Rioch. Right. Cross. <laughs> Sorry, left. <laughs> yeah. Goalkeeper Kevin Dearden. Who's... who's one of the best kicking goalkeepers I've ever seen at Plainmore. It's a long time since you saw, and he could kick with either foot in fairness. Yeah. Uh, um, but I've a long time since I've, and if you th anybody think back this, a goalkeeper that would deliberately drop kick the ball as yeah. opposed to punt it because that gave a flat kick 
to the okay. likes of yeah. because who yeah. did we have up front in that promotion season? David Graham and Joker Four. Yeah. Well, neither of them could head it, but he used to drop kick it. Yeah. Often out wide if Graham had, 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 had um, wandered out wide um, to, to have a chance of actually chesting it down. Yeah. I mean, that's how good he was. I never noticed that. Yeah, but no, yeah. No, fantastic. Yeah. You never saw it, the ball coming no. down with snow on it when Kevin Bearden kicked it. His defenders from... Kevin... Well, obviously, what is the right-back left-footed as well? Well, you'd have to, you'd have, to have one of these right-backs <laughs> cutting in onto his left, wouldn't you? Full-backs don't do that very much, do they? No, but, um, but go on. OK, so Kevin Nicholson is in there. Brian right. McGlinchey is there. Right. Well, Phil Sandercock. We'll, 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 we'll say, oh, Phil uh, Craig Taylor and Sean McGinty are in there. That's that's a kind of a back five. There are more than eleven players. Yeah, here, obviously. there's quite but, a few you know. playing out of position here. <laughs> yeah, one or two. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Sean McGinty, of course, I've forgotten. Yeah, good left-footed player. Yeah, um, uh, uh, it'll be very interesting to see, won't it? Obviously, he's gone up to play for Partick Thistle over the past mm. year. Um, uh, people were never sure about Sean McGinty, were they? Here, they weren't. They thought that he no. could have looked a bit crude and every, all that sometimes. But don't forget, we didn't have an awful lot up front for quite a while. So Sean McGinty would be under pressure at the back, needing to get rid of the ball, put his left foot through yeah. it. Nothing much happening up front. And everybody used to say, "Oh, what sort of ball's that?" And he used to. I know inside he was yeah. saying, "Well, hang on a minute. So if, we had, if we had somebody decent up front, they might look a bit better." But um, there were often games in that season as well where it was it was like a defence against attack training, game, wasn't it? Because as soon go. as they got the ball clear, Quite. it was coming back. No, that's right. We weren't so doing very so much the about. interesting uh, what I was saying was that that a lot of people have been comparing him and Kyle Cameron. Yeah. And yeah. Kyle Cameron obviously had a very good season with United last year. Whether he'll actually go on and now produce in the National League itself, where obviously McGinty was playing last season, yeah. um, and, and sort of make that step up. I'm sure he's capable of doing it. Um, but interestingly, uh, um, Craig Taylor and Brian McGlinchey both get in uh, Julian's squad. Yeah. And they are both in my <laughs> uh, my my all-star team. There you um, go. Um, uh, Craig Taylor being a bit of a one off the ball. Yeah. Um, I, d I do love players who go under the radar a bit sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, anyway, good. Carry yeah, on. Right. Left-footed midfielders: Chris Hargreaves, Steve McCall. Chris Hargreaves is he a left-footer? Oh, I'm going by Julian. Oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? He could he could kick it with his left. Yeah. But I would have thought if you. Held him up against the wall, he'd say his right foot was better. But uh, right. anyway, go on. Yeah. Steve McCall. Yeah, oh, yeah, left foot. He could, he could, yeah. he could hit. What, yeah. what a left foot that was. Oh, yeah. Dave, Dave Kennedy. Yeah. Dave Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the mid seventies. Derek Hall. Kevin oh, oh Hill. a little curly head. Uh, yeah. Derek Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Hill, of course. Yeah. Colin Anderson and Mark Lawrence. Well, Mark Colin Anderson, of course, could play. Played most of his games for United left back, but he definitely yeah. could play left midfield. Absolutely, yeah. uh, Mark Lauren would obviously walk into any world eleven. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, some good lads in there, and of course he's already mentioned Rioch. Yeah, we, uh, the interesting thing about uh, Laws is we've waxed lyrical about Mark for the last couple of weeks, and the number of people I've spoken to who've said. Yeah, you're absolutely right about Mark Lorham and come out with their own stories of their favourite games. And they, you know, they, he, he is such a popular figure amongst Torquay fans who saw him play. I, I, you know, we, we've, you and I have spoken about him before. Yes, was he a flawed genius? Yes, probably. Yeah. Um, should he have his mind have been 
on the job more often. I don't mean the football job, but just on his career and etc. Yes, he probably yeah. should. Well, come on, he played three hundred and eighty odd games for Torquay, um, uh, and just liked to play football and go out with his mates. Yeah, and people have committed greater crimes Absolutely. in the world, haven't yeah. they? And, Absolutely, um, nothing wrong with that. And, and we were just lucky to have him playing for Torquay all those yeah. years. Um, uh, you've also got Tony Scott, I, th- I would throw in, uh, left winger during the late 60s, early yeah. 70s, who used to cross the ball with the outside of his right foot, <laughs> which used to bamboozle a few full-backs, uh, and defenders who weren't expecting it. Yeah, Fantastic ability to be running at pace down the left wing and then cross it with the outside of his right foot onto Stubbs, yeah. Fryat, and one or two other people coming in to getting on the end of it. Um, Kevin Hill is he? Is he Hill, in he's that? in there. Yeah. He's in there. Kevin is he? I beg his pardon. Yeah. Uh, and back from the sort of earlier sixties, mid sixties, a player who I didn't see. I think I saw him a couple of times, but a lot of people who saw him uh, absolutely loved him. Was Larry Baxter? Yeah. Uh, a, a real old-fashioned uh, left winger. Uh, enjoyed beating the same bloke twice and driving <laughs> everybody to distraction, but apparently great value for money. And your forwards, left-footed forwards. Thank you, Julian. Are Steve Phillips. Ian Hathaway. Well, he'd be a he'd be he was a left winger, really, wasn't he? Yeah. Gary Nelson. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And two more wide players, Chris Waddle and Lee Sharp. Right. Uh, I'm just trying to think of left-footed centre forwards. I can't. That's quite tough, isn't it? Yeah. A proper centre forward striker type. Um, well, it's up to Gary mm, Nelson to lead the line. It, now, well, so, exactly. It? Yeah, it, it it would have to be, wouldn't it? Ian Hathaway was an out-and-out left winger. Yeah. Um, uh, what a clever player he was. Um, uh, at one time, some big, big clubs were looking at him. Yeah. Because when uh, opposing managers obviously used to sort of say to their fullbacks, look, you just show him inside. He can't play on his right foot. Show him inside. I remember we played at Berry one, one night and yeah. Man City turned up to watch Ian Hathaway. Yeah. I recognised their chief scout and it was true. That, and I actually was asking around saying well who's all the Berry people who's he watching in your team and they said well we don't think he is somebody's just asked him they said he's watching your left winger and I went really which was Ian Hathaway yeah. and yeah. I know um, I think the Berry manager was Walsh then uh, and, had, and and spent most of the night going absolutely spare with his right back yeah. for not showing um, Ian Hathaway inside the fact was, he was doing his best to show him inside. He was practically standing on the touchline, <laughs> and and Hathaway was still beating him. Yeah, he he was absolute that 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 dropping of the shoulder and 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 yeah uh, and going on the outside. He was very very good when he was um, at it. Uh, a little bit inconsistent, yeah. obviously. Um, he doesn't uh, get a mention uh, very often. No, either, and, and, and and if only player really, and I don't mean that in a particularly yeah. bad way. Uh, because obviously there are many, many players in the lower divisions who have top quality ability. Yeah. It's just that they're not consistent enough. Centre forward, I'd, I'd forgotten. Julian did send another email. Donald Murphy to left. Was he he could play forward? right or left. Oh yeah, yeah he could, he could yeah. play up front. Yeah, yeah, he was he was happier out wide, really. Yeah. Um, you know, cutting in and stuff like that. A very talented player, wasn't he? Um, <clears throat> right, went to Argyle in the end. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Irish. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, played under Mike Green, of course, in the uh, the, the mid to late seventies. Yeah. yeah, good, very, very good player. Again, another one who probably should have gone on to bigger and better mm. things. Yeah, uh, he'd been at Coventry, I think, before he came to us. Uh, but again, inconsistent. He could do anything. He could, he yeah. could, he could make people look absolutely stupid. 
but will he do it week in week out and um, you know, that's the reason why sometimes they're, they're with us aren't they so there you go, that's the latest instalment of the dream team, the best 11, which <laughs> yeah. they've got us thinking about. This will keep us going all summer, I think, won't it? Yeah, well, There's uh, only the... I, I think some signing should <laughs> click in now. We should have a bit more to talk about on that on that front. So there's only the Speedway and the Cricket World Cup to keep us ticking over until the teams come back and, and uh, get back into training. Well, believe it? it or not, I think the players are back on June the 28th. I think that's a date that's yeah. somewhere in my memory that was uh, put down. So how, what's that? No time at all. Four weeks away, yeah. isn't it? You know, we should away. enjoy it while it lasts. We will. The, uh, um, the English summer and uh, roll on for lots more nice warm weather. There we go. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for joining us on the Yellow Army podcast this week. As the summer continues, the signings begin to come in and the football season really isn't all that far away, is it? As ever, come, come on, on you yellows. yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talker United, Yellow Army podcast, recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL, or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talker United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.